Welcome to another edition of the Pilots Advisor. So will the economy boom or bust in 2024? Well, we're going to talk about it on today's show. It's kind of the question everybody wants to know at the beginning of every year, which way the economy is going to go. What we're going to do is talk a little bit with Ryan Fleming on today's show about some comments and commentary from a range of experts out there that have made some various predictions for 2024, talking about shifting trends in housing. Are we in a bubble there still? Is that a concern? Do we have a potential recession? Session on the way. Are we going to see a stock market crash this year? These kinds of questions do pop up every year, but we're going to give them the 2024 analysis on today's show and get Ryan's perspective on all of these things and try to balance out maybe the optimistic views of these various categories with maybe the pessimistic approach and see which one might be more viable as we head into the year. So let's get to it. 2024, what does it have on tap for us? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Pilot's Advisor with Ryan Fleming, a first officer with FedEx on the 777 at the helm. On this show, we'll delve deep into tailored financial strategies, insights, and wisdom crafted exclusively for those who rule the skies. We'll help you navigate your financial flight plan with the same mastery you exhibit in the cockpit. Prepare for takeoff into a journey of financial clarity and empowerment. The Pilot's Advisor starts now. Another episode of The Pilot's Advisor is here. Walter Storholt alongside Ryan Fleming. Ryan, it is great to be with you, my friend. We're, we're talking predictions today, 2024. You've got your crystal ball, your, 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 your cap on that's going to tell you all the answers, that sort of thing, right? Oh, absolutely. I know all the answers. And, and of course, you know, I do have my crystal ball right here. What's even more alarming, this is the second time I've done a, a podcast with Walter in only a few days. So I, I don't know, 2024 is starting out very well. Starting off on a great track. So yeah, that's right. Again, if you didn't catch our uh, one of our more recent episodes, Ryan has gone video nowadays. So you can check out the video version of the podcast over on YouTube. Uh, we'd love to have you over there and uh, you get to see Ryan in all his glory. L- looking sharp today, Ryan. You don't have the hat on. You've got a collar on that shirt. I yeah, think, I don't know. At least I, a little quarter zip going on. I don't know who I was dressing <laughs> up for. It certainly wasn't you. Not me. Uh, no. How, the however, now that I we talked about the video version, version and you guys do a lot of editing. It seems to me that when I look at these reels and see all this stuff online nowadays that you should be able to like suck 20 pounds out of my body and put some lipstick on this pig so, and maybe give me a little That's bit right. more air. That's so right. I want to challenge you guys to see what you can do to, <laughs> to make this look a little better than it does. I'm just going to go to AI and say make Ryan look better and then we'll see what it comes up with. It'll just that? crash. cannot complete task or something like that. (laughs) Well, let's dive into these uh, 2024 predictions, Ryan. We'll start in the stock area, but I think it'll lead us nicely into talking a little bit more about housing prices and maybe where the overall economy is going to go and those kinds of things as well. Uh, We've pulled a couple of different articles and different perspectives on this, by the way, and we'll link to these articles in the description of today's show. So if you're on YouTube, check it out. If you're on a podcasting app or uh, Ryan's website, you can find that there as well. Let's start with the optimistic view. And I'm just isolating one particular expert here to kind of get your opinions on on what he had to say. Uh, This was an investment firm CEO named Jay Hatfield. He says that things are looking good for stocks in 2024. His comments were made in a recent CNBC article that pointed out that most recent economic data uh, validates their theory that 2024 will be the year of rate cuts and that that's very bullish for stocks, bullish being a good thing. Um, He says, we're as bold up 
as we're ever going to be, probably. The positive outlook is held up by a belief that interest rate cuts are going to spark the market into positive territory and a good direction for us. So any initial thoughts on kind of uh, his perspective and approach? This is our optimistic view of the stock market in 2024. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I look, no matter what you're looking for, you can find things that are going to tell you there's going to be a total crash in 2024. Which we'll have in a moment. Says it's <laughs> going to be the best bull market ever. And, and there's a reason for that. All of these people or all these news medias, whether it's on TV, whether it's magazines, they're, they're, they're trying to sell ratings. And what they do is they, they induce fear or greed, like whatever side you want to be on, and they're going to run with it. And that's, that's how they, they sell their ratings. So I think anything that you see out there, take with a grain of salt. The only person that knows what's going to happen in 2024, of course, is me. <laughs> and I just get to decide whether how much of this I want to let you guys know about. Yeah, so, you'll just you'll let us know once it happens which which one you decided on, or it'll it'll be it, obvious which one. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, you know, just depending on how I feel or how I wake up in that morning, kind of like my teenage daughter. Some days are good, some days are bad, and and the, the market's going to be determined by how I feel that morning. Um, I love it. But but no, we say all that to say nobody knows. The market is totally unpredictable, and then that, that's exactly why we have to play the game, follow the rules, be unemotional, and let it do its thing. Um, however, if you want to know which side of the coin I fall on, um, I think that 2024 is going to be a great year. And, and my reasoning yeah. is, you know, first of all, you saw what happened in the market the last quarter, mainly in December, when the Fed finally said they're going to get out of the way. I think most of 2023, despite all the doom and gloom, turned out to be a really good year, but mm -hmm. it was us constantly fighting with the Fed and then raising rates probably too quickly after not doing their jobs for a couple of years. Am I, am I putting my opinions in this? Oh my gosh. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that, I think that not only have, has, you know, rates stopped and, and, and inflation starting to slow. I mean, we have all the data that's showing that, but I think if the Fed actually does cut rates in 24, that it is going to spike the market kind of like it did in December. The other side of it, politics drives so much nowadays. I mean, it is insane how divisive our culture, yeah. our, you know, our people are. But this is a uh, election year. So even the Democrats really, really want this to be a good, what do they call it, Bidenomics or whatever they're, they're touting sure. it as. Tout Bidenomics, yeah. Yeah, exactly. but, but, but both parties need it to be a good year. So with that being said, I think this, the Fed is going to step out of the way a little bit. There possibly could be some rate cuts. And I think all of those things would be positive for the markets. It's interesting, um, not you know, because in 2023, we saw a lot of rate pausing uh, started to become a thing, or at least lowering how much things were getting uh, raised or the frequency of which, and the market did seem to react to that heavily. So if it truly goes the other direction, um, you can bet there's going to be movement for sure. Let's look at the pessimistic view. Well, well absolutely. And, and I don't mean to interrupt yeah. there, but when was the last time that you saw the whole, like, I don't want to say society, but at least the whole economy on pins and needles for every single meeting that the Fed had. Right. Yeah. I mean, Only in these last few years, right? It's yeah, like it's a sporting crazy. event build up to it each each month. Yeah. And, and like everything is going to be defined by the Fed. And, and this goes back to, in my opinion, where we need to go back to a little bit more capitalistic ways where get out of the way. Let markets determine what prices are going to be. Let the markets determine what interest rates are going to be. And I think the whole reason we got into this is just too much government intervention anyway. Yeah. I mean, 
all, all the, the prices move based off of supply and demand. And when you let that happen and you let businesses fail, if they don't do a good job, mm-hmm. things will all be okay. Well, let's go to that pessimistic side of the equation. And if you ever need a negative view of what's going to happen in the market, you look to one man, pretty much. I know who it Um, is. And you know who it is. Uh, Harry Dent. He says that we are in store for a crash of epic proportions. Uh, He said, quote, I think 2024 is going to be the biggest single crash year we'll see in our lifetimes. He told this to Fox News. He says uh, excessive government spending is going to lead to an everything bubble in which the market, housing, crypto, and more will fall sharply. He even says, and we'll get into home prices a little bit more in depth later, but he says home prices will chop in half. Stocks could plummet by more than 80%. The problem is this prediction seems to get made by Harry Dent every year. If, if I were to go back and look at the beginning of every year, I bet I could find a pretty similar article. I would agree with that. Um, it, it's about every year. And he falls under the, hey, I was right once out of the last 10 years. Um, Harry Dent's got, a, in my opinion, a very bad name because he's always out there you know, as a prognosticator that he knows what's going to happen and he knows what's going on and selling all this fear. Um, and then it doesn't come to fruition. But yet here he is, the expert again on always out there. Um, I like to talk about it. At, you know, uh, he's the guy that uh, what a broken clock is right twice a day. Okay. Or yeah. one I used to always like to use is, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut some days. Sure. So I don't, I don't feel too... Uh, confident in anything that Harry Dent says. I don't lose sleep over any of Harry Dent's uh, um, interviews that he might have. But but we have those clients. I mean, I get them probably once a week where they'll find some article about how 2024 or whatever year it is, there's going to be a massive stock market crash. We're going to lose everything. And yeah. what do I think? Well, in most cases, I think that everything will probably be okay in the long term. And I also think that that's an article where we're trying to sell fear. Yeah, it's a great, great point. Uh, we'll also link in the description of uh, of this episode uh, a link to another article. This was uh, a market insider from uh, Business Insider's website, and it does kind of have an interesting collection, at least finding a few more voices, Ryan, than us just maybe picking two extremes here. Um, others who fall in that, hey, this might be a really bad year um, versus those who say, no, we're, we're going to be up. And companies like J.P. Morgan and Morgan uh, Stanley who have set price targets or uh, value targets gets for the S&P and some range all the way from the low 3000s and others getting up uh, past 5000 uh, in terms of where the S&P will land. So just another illustration that even the biggest and best banks and investment firms out there are all over the map in terms of uh, predictions. Well, and that's what they are. They're predictions. And I try to be as unemotional as possible. Um, whether, you know, my, my wife says I'm a poo-poo that I'm always, you know, in a bad mood and all this stuff. You know, she, And she's a very positive person, which is good why I'm, you know, married to such a woman. You guys balance out a little bit. Yes. Once a wonderful woman. And I tell her, I'm not, I'm not pessimistic. I'm just a realist. Mm. I think I like, I try to see the world for what it is. And the same thing with the stock market. I'm not, it's not that I'm pessimistic or, or that I, that I'm like, oh, things are going to be great all the time. Um, But what I look at is the analytics. I just look at analytics and I'm unemotional about it. And most of the analytics right now are showing that it could be a very good year. Attention aviators, when you've spent years in the cockpit managing the complexities of flight, isn't it time you navigated your retirement with the same precision? Introducing 
retirepilots.com. Right at your touchdown zone on our homepage, there's a beacon flashing, get my free toolkit. Click and you'll be cleared for a direct route to the Pilots Advisor Retirement Toolkit, which is tailor-made for pilots like you. Inside, you'll find two important books, The Pilots Advisor and Pilots Retire Early. Decipher the nine critical decisions when retiring before 65 and discover the seven lessons to help pilots land safely in retirement. But that's not all. This free toolkit is packed with altitude high value, including extras to get your retirement plans off the runway. When you order this free toolkit, you'll receive crucial tax planning information. You'll also discover ways to light the afterburners on your 401k, and you'll even earn a free portfolio analysis. So captains and first officers, don't let turbulence disrupt your golden years. Start your descent to a clear, comfortable retirement. Vector on over to retirepilots.com to grab your free Pilots Advisor Retirement Toolkit. And let's embark on this journey together. Retirepilots.com. Uh, I will throw in another article here and some findings from an NC State, North Carolina State economics well, professor. Come on, you know state doesn't have anything. <laughs> That's true. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm a Carolina guy. Ryan, of course, Air Force. So we're going to pick on uh, on the Wolfpack if we get the chance. Um, but th this professor kind of had an interesting viewpoint. This was not so much about the stock market itself, but more of the broader economy. And he said, I think there will be two different economies during the year. The first half of 2024 will be challenging, perhaps including a mild recession. The second half will be the opposite, with a rebound in economic growth, moderating inflation, and finally, lower interest rates. So he's calling the year 2024 the year of two economies, saying it's really going to be kind of broken in half. So maybe that's really just a, a delay of the recovery that he's kind of predicting, but it kind of seems to strike it. Maybe some of these apocalyptic uh, you know, predictions might come true, uh, but we're also going to have some positive this coming year. Yeah, and I think things tend to be a little bumpy starting out the year always. I mean, we saw December, you know, when they talked about possibly having rate hikes and definitely no more, or excuse me, no rate cuts and no more hikes. The, the economy took off, the market took off, but we pulled the throttles back in January. I mean, it, we had a couple of really bad days. Yeah, and that's kind of normal. I mean, it's almost like we get that New Year's resolution. Say, hey, let's let's see what's going to happen here. Um. But but like anything else with investing, always think long term, be unemotional. Like I I have some clients that will say something to me, like say the market loses 1.2% one day. They're like, oh my gosh, I lost $50,000 yesterday. You know, okay. Well, first of all, we got to look at it as a percentage of assets you have and let's not be so dramatic about it. But at the same time, the, you know, nobody was reaching out to me in December when we were crushing it and the market was going sky high. Um, so it's just funny how the uh, motions of investors work. We remember the bad days a lot more than the good days, I think. They, yeah. they stick with yeah. us more, and they also make us react a, a, a more severely, perhaps. That's, That's why you have to be stalker. careful what you say, Walter, because you know if you say that something really bad to your wife, she will file that away and That's right. hold on to That's it for right. years. 
the 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 uh, the half life of a good thing doesn't last very long. It's very short. <laughs> I like that. All right, well, let's talk specifically about housing then, uh, Ryan, because they're not always related. I mean, the economy and housing often are, have that correlation, but sometimes the stock market and housing can go in different directions, especially with how interesting the housing landscape has become over the last decade or so. Really, dating back to two thousand eight, things have always been um, a, a little bit more wild and interesting in the housing. market market. So there's different predictions here, as you might imagine. Um, the optimistic viewpoint, uh, this is from Lawrence Yun. Uh, this was in a Newsweek article. He's the chief economist at the NAR, National Association of Realtors. He believes that a housing crash is out of the picture at this point. There was talk of it last year. He really doesn't see it happening. He says there are nearly zero forced distressed sales and homeowners are in fine shape with house- high housing wealth and low monthly mortgage payments that are locked in and not impacted by inflation. Many experts are also pointing to low inventory as one reason prices will stay stable or even go higher in 2024. Even if the inventory were to double right now, uh, basically they're saying there's still plenty of headroom for prices to stay competitive, so the crash just doesn't really have a lot of merit. That's his viewpoint. What do you think, Walter? And I think they're right in the fact that the amount of inventory is so low and people's lives are still changing and need to buy and sell homes and move, it would take a lot of inventory, I think, for the more normal forces of supply and demand to flip. At the same time, my parents just bought a house uh, a couple weeks back, Ryan. They just retired. And um, it was interesting watching their housing search over the last year. And just what a half a million dollars gets you these days is uh, <laughs> yeah. not not what you would have thought. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 wild right now. And when I when I think about the the housing market right now, I you know we know that inventory is a problem, and then yeah. of course supply chains and and housing or excuse me supply costs, you know even put a further damper on that through the pandemic. But what what's so interesting right now, you know rates are probably going to drop a little bit, but they're never going to go. And I you know I never I hate to say never, and I hate to be absolute. But I just don't think rates are going to go back to the way they were. We're going to go back to where, hey, maybe our five or six percent, you lock in at that and you're really happy. Like, hey, I crushed it. That was great. But because of that, most people's uh, buying power got cut in half. You know, if they were went and bought a property or they got it between two and three percent, you're never going to be able to afford that house again at that same same areas. So if you're in a house where you got any, I'm going to say anywhere from two to four percent, you're probably not going to move. And unless you have to. And so what you're seeing is people are they may want to move, but they're looking at the what they're going to have to buy into the market that they're going to have to buy into. And that's causing them not to move because they go, hey, I do have this three percent rate and I'm looking at like an eight percent rate right now. Like I can't take that mortgage payment. I think that's going to take a long time to play out in, in, in real estate right now. So I think you know, moving in the trading volume is going to be a big deal. So I'm, I'm good friends with a, a lady who's a mortgage broker and she's done very, very well for very, very many years. She's fabulous. And and that's one of the things. I mean, the volume is just not going to be there. Yeah. And it's going to be a struggle for folks like that and for the industry as a whole. And uh, not only are you eliminating, I think, for a lot of those folks, housing purchases uh, and sales, but refinances are kind of out the window um, for a lot exactly. of people right now, too. So that uh, that that is definitely maybe a bubble that has burst at this point is just the at least the refinance portion well, of it all. And, there, and there's something that's very 
key about that. So many people are enjoying having all this equity in their home because they bought it at the right time and, and, and real estate prices continue to go up. So it's like, hey, I got all this equity. But if rates never come back down, there's never going to be that cash out refinance. Um, even home equity loans right now, it's going to adjust at prime in most cases. So even a home equity loan is a pretty high interest loan right now. And so you get yourself into this tough position where you don't really have the access to the money that you might have within um, a house. I'm going to, I'm going to send a home equity whiteboard that I have that Walter, I'd like you to attach. Let's and I think that. it's a great thing to watch because I don't think, I don't think many people understand how they can use their home equity to build long-term wealth versus having a dead asset. And I think we're in a period right now where there's going to be a lot of people with equities stuck inside their house that they might not be able to access if they need it. That's a great point. It was one thing to be able to tap into that equity when rates were in the twos uh, or low threes. And it's a different story. You're right when things are a lot higher than that. Uh, let's look at the flip side, the pessimistic viewpoint for housing in 2024 specifically. Um, this was published from eight of the largest real estate companies out there. They all made predictions for housing appreciation. And even the more pessimistic forecasts like Redfin's 1% decline in housing value or appreciation, uh, Realtor.com's 1.7% uh, dip that they predicted, uh, they indicate a relatively flat market rather than a full-on crash. Um, just to go a little further, Zillow's predicting a slight decline of only like 0.2%. Um, and just to note this, um, I, I will throw out a caveat here. Predictions from these companies should be taken with a very big grain of salt. Um, Zillow and Realtor.com got their predictions horribly wrong in 2023. In fact, before we even got halfway through the year, I remember they were reissuing like new predictions for the rest of the year. <laughs> and uh, they went from saying that things were going to be down and, and we're going to be crazy um, and, 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 and go nuts. And they ended up, uh, well, they, they predicted over a 6% appreciation. Um, that was midway through the year. They were still saying, oh, we're going to see a bunch of appreciation now. And things still ended in that short period of time to the end of the year with a 10% decline. So big grain of salt at their predictions. It's True. in their best interest for the market to be good. So exposing yeah. those biases again, right? Well, and I, and I love it. Predictions. Like even these big, you know, the big firms you talked about with their predictions. Well, what it really is, is an opinion just like everyone else. And we all have one, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's funny. And, and yes, we will take it with a grain of salt. And Walter have all the disclosures on this show about this is not financial advice, and it's just us talking. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's let's put a bow on it all, Ryan. So, yeah, here's a bunch of predictions. You said it. You know, we can't really rely on any of these, whether we're talking about stocks, the overall economy, housing prices. I mean, in a normal year, all of that is true. And then you throw in an election year, and I feel like it just becomes even more muddied or clouded for people to try and make the right moves. So how do you advise clients or someone that's just beginning the planning process with you and the pilots advisor team to make it through a year like this? Is it just as simple as we ha we don't think about it in terms of a year? It's, it's a longer term picture and therefore the one year's ups and downs don't matter as much? Well, what I try to tout all the time is being disciplined, unemotional and long term. If you focus on the right in front of you, you can kind of you can miss the forest through the trees. And with investing, it's a long term thing and you can't let the whipsaws of what's happening day to day affect your decisions. Most people, most inv investors that hurt themselves, it's because they make a short term emotional decision. Mm 
So I'm always touting to be unemotional and be long-term. Um, however, with, you know, we talked a lot about predictions and I'm going to make a prediction. And yeah. if I'm not right, Walter, make sure you cut this out of the podcast. <laughs> but uh, the national championships being played tonight. That's uh, right. Michigan versus Washington. And I'm going to make the prediction that, that the Michigan offensive and defensive line is just too tough. I'm, okay. pre- I'm predicting the Michigan Wolverines to win the national championship. And I think a key part of it is the defensive line has to get to the Washington quarterback. I think if they can pressure him, I think I think it's just going to be too you know in the trenches. It's going to be too much. Yeah, I love uh, I love Washington's story. I'm going to probably be rooting for them tonight to come out on top, just to have uh, somebody you know different hoisting the trophy at the end of the year and getting all the publicity and a little bit of the underdog. I would say going into the playoffs and that sort of thing. So um, well, I'll be rooting for them. But I, but you're right, Michigan looks pretty formidable. Well, and you got this pains me. I mean, I, I was born in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a little surprised that you're. So you know, uh, your I mean, you know, granted, it's okay for me to root for the Big Ten, but they're technically both Big Ten teams now. I don't know. Yeah, that's Washington right. Washington coming to the, the Big, Big Ten. Ten. But, <laughs> but no, it, it does pain me to say that I'm I'm going to be rooting for the Michigan Wolverines uh, tonight, but I think I am, and I think it's going to work out. Nice. So. Well, when this episode posts, people will be either viewing this conversation, so that the that means you are right. They won't be viewing it because you cut it out. Or we'll have cut it out, and, and they won't be viewing it at all, and, and it'll only exist in the back end of our files. So there you go. I love yeah. it. But uh, to, to all our listeners, I just want to say I think 2024 is going to be a great year. If you ever want to talk about any of these issues, uh, please reach out to me. And uh, you know, we I do have to talk investors off the ledge often and, and just try to take the emotion out of it. Well, we're happy to help you as always. If you want to find out ways that you can get in touch with Ryan and interact, you can certainly check the description of today's show or the show notes section, uh, whatever app you're using to watch or consume the show, just uh, whatever they call it. Look in that section and you'll find links and contact information to get in touch with Ryan Fleming. Um, I'll also give you the ways that you can do that right now as well. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call or text Ryan directly at 843-475-3038, or you can go to retire pilots.com lots of great resources there for you on the website ways to get in touch ways to get educated um, including checking out um, the opportunity to really get your hands on um, the retirement toolkit that ryan has put together that just has all sorts of great information that we've talked about before here on the show for how to prepare for retirement especially if you are a pilot all of the right moves to make and the best places to get started down that journey so don't forget to get your free toolkit you can fill out the form to get that Again, at retirepilots.com or check today's description for links to get that and more. Ryan, thanks for all the help and uh, glad we're off to a good start in 2024 so far. We'll see how all these predictions, we'll do an episode at the end of the year, see how all these predictions turned out and uh, go from there. Sounds good, Walter. Take care and, and, and everybody enjoy. We'll talk to you again next time right back here on the Pilots Advisor. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.